Welcome to episode 117, Hellbass Bass Fishing Podcast. Today, we're talking with AJ Mindy of Horseshoe Customs, and he's going to give us some good tips on how to get into bait making, how he got started. We talk bass fishing tournaments, qualifier for the nation, a bunch of other topics, and uh, overall, just some good fun fishing talk tonight. Enjoy the episode. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, here we are. We're back at it. Hellabass Live on our good old Wednesday night. Excited to be back after a week off. Uh, ready to talk some fishing with everybody tonight. We've got AJ, AJ Linder joining the show tonight. <laughs> Multi-species specialists. We're going to talk lit summer lake trout tactics. Yep. Not really, but uh, we're going to get into tackle talk tonight. How's that sound? Are you, uh, you ready to talk some tackle tonight, AJ? Yeah. Yep. Not you can't talk too much. You just lost your sound again somehow. Maybe it's your earbuds. How about now? We're good. Okay. All right. Ditch ditch the wireless earbuds. I did see we have a special guest tonight. We got Dustin Taylor. No prison tonight. He's he's not working, so he's he's here at the beginning promptly. Dustin's uh, a member. Awesome to see so many members in here. Uh, Daniel, Darius, a lot of the regulars. Um, AJ, are you a member now? Did you win one of the memberships last week? I think no, you got I've been a member. You've been a member, yeah, but I think I renewed you last week. But anyways, so long-time listener, first-time caller. AJ has been a, a member, a contributor, but it's first time on the stream. And uh, AJ is with Horseshoe Customs Tackle. Is that what we call ourselves these days? Yep. And, uh, that's your full-time gig, right? You basically do custom tackle painting baits and that's that's how you uh keep the lights on right and and put gas in the in the rig yep pay pay boaters yeah just gotta ditch those they're not gonna work i don't think now you're muted how about now we're good james hall says first time live stoked stocked i'm ho- i'm sure you're stoked as well james going on nick lots of familiar faces but uh yeah we can't hear you aj what is going on with your computer it's like it works great and then it disappears yeah aj is uh, if you watch the the uh, tackle craft you'll see aj lurking on instagram and uh youtube okay yeah it's good now yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm using my girlfriend's computer, and I think her AirPods are connecting. We're uh, trying to connect. That could get really awkward. Like if all yeah. of a sudden she's like, <laughs> off here, yeah. I'm sure she'd be not doing nothing improper, but like, yeah. So just turn the Bluetooth off. We're just going to go with raw audio. We should be good. All right, awesome. Yeah, familiar faces, familiar tags, whatever. 
See, Daniel T is using his uh, 10 month member for 10 months. Shout out to Daniel. I wish I could put that up on the screen, but I can't pull that up on the stream yard. But that's awesome, Daniel. Several people that are probably closing in on that mark. That's awesome to see. But we're going to have some fun, talk about tackle, a few other things. And uh, I don't know, just general. Uh, how long have you been uh, full time tackle making now? As you mute yourself and I ask you a question, AJ. I think you you got the mute turned on on your side right now. There, no. Yeah. So how long you been at it? Um, I've been painting for uh, about four years. I've been full time for two years. Nice. So. So what what did you do before that that you you gave up? What what glorious career did you give up uh, to to paint full time? Uh, I was a store manager for a Western store, so I was working retail. Um, I did a little bit of like the buying side too. Uh, we were, pre- I mean, a fairly big company, about $12 million a year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like going to the shows and that's kind of the funny thing, like I cast and I'm probably in the minority of, I think people shouldn't be, the public shouldn't be allowed because of that, because I've been to industry shows like that. But I mean, nothing too glamorous. I didn't give up some big gig to come start doing this. It was just kind of one of those things that I was getting tired of that. And I started doing this on the side. I, you know, I wanted to go to weekends. I didn't fish any tournaments or anything because I, you know, I worked every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was just something I kind of slowly transitioned into. Nice. Make your own hours. Yeah. All that great stuff. Welcome back, Backlash Pro. I believe that's a renewal on your membership. I feel like you were a member before. I could be wrong. But uh, welcome to Team Hella. <clears throat> um, Travis wants to know, are you originally from Omaha? I am originally from Omaha. Then I moved to Lincoln for a while, went to school, and started working, then moved back to Omaha just last year, a little over a year ago. So by default, does that make you a giant Huskers fan? Or Oh, yeah. Big time. Not Creighton either. Let's see, we got the Devin checking in with the wisecracks already. Yep, that's good. Good to know. Uh, Critical Gravy with the hard-hitting questions. Where can we buy your baits and lures? Horseshoetackle.com. Yeah, so I can share that up on the screen to show you guys quick. Uh, So there's AJ's website. He's actually got a little bit of a summer sale. He's got some uh, stuff that he's already got painted. Some of it's marked down. Uh, some pretty reasonable custom painted baits here. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. We're not going to go through it all, but he's got some good looking baits. And if you, I was actually looking at the uh, the uh, the uh, what was I looking at the uh, the stoop. I thought your stupid tube jig heads looked pretty good. I'm gonna have to try some of these. That did not work. What happened there? There it is. I feel like those look pretty decent. Yeah, they work well. Uh, the hook I picked is specifically, I thought I had one sitting here. Um, I mean, it's a it's a wide, wide gap hook. So it, it comes out. You don't miss that many fish out of it. Um, I mean, as far as stupid tubes go, because you do just miss fish, you get just a fact of it. 
but having that that real wide gap helps. Yeah, I don't miss a lot of fish on stupid tubes to be honest. <clears throat> uh, I have down in uh down at the water. It uh, I had problems with it. I missed hmm. several fish on it or lost fish on it. Frank Jr. says he likes your uh, your work. Oh, nice. Thanks, Frank. Fishing LC says he likes your clearish craws. Yeah, those are some of my favorite to do. Yeah, how do we get to the secrets <laughs> section? You don't. That way I can keep a website running. Is there like a like a, is there like a secret handshake or if you send DMs, can you get to the the explicit nope. stuff? You that even, even? I won't even do a DMs, no. Wow. Will you trade? You won't you won't even like back alley stuff, like boat ramps, like I mean I might leave it in leave it in somebody's boat. Untraceable? You can't have like a a breadcrumb trail to <laughs> Yeah, so I thought those look good. Obviously, you got some uh, some good good looking. I think you're kind of like a lot of people are uh, kind of signature. I feel like your craws are kind of like some of your more popular patterns. A lot of your rock crawlers and things like that. Yep, definitely. So yeah, that's where it is. Uh, critical gravy, as you asked. So we might we might back on that at some point oh that's 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 too much <clears throat> uh, yeah no secret password aj likes aj is very straight laced he's very by the book although that he does have a different job from instagram accounts so you can follow him on cheat bass horseshoe custom he's got lots of secret accounts yeah, cheap messes. So hopefully, other people will buy stuff, and I won't have to. Hmm. Here's an interesting question. So, how much of the stuff are you painting are like, like, kind of I don't know, with generic bodies, or like, are you getting them clear, or are you buying like retail baits and then like stripping them and painting them? Like, what what is a lot of because like a lot of these are like rock crawlers and stuff like that. Like, what is the um anymore i'm kind of getting away from doing any blanks uh the guy i used to buy my blanks from just shut close the doors um and uh he he had the best quality blanks i mean by far like anything you buy was gonna be top shelf i mean just as good as anything you can buy you know for the most part uh you know at the store so since that i don't like i, I don't want to go searching for again to go find quality blanks to do this. So um, I kind of been getting rid of what I have and I'm just transitioning now into everything off the shelf. So you'll see like the rock crawlers, that's kind of, I, that's kind of my bread and butter. I saw a lot of those then like KVD 1.5, super spooks, um, stuff like that. And a lot of them, like those three anyways, they all come in clear so I can buy hmm. clear to start, which is nice. When they come clear, they come with hooks and slit rings on them. Yep, and at the same price. Makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that nobody's, like, done that. You would think 
maybe there's not a big enough market to do it, but like it's actually less, even if they charge, I mean, if they came without hooks and split rings and they were the same price, wouldn't you still prefer that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, there's, I got a buddy that owns a company out of Nebraska here, Walleye Nation Creations, and they sell blanks and they do a ton of uh, like, you know, custom walleye painting stuff and they sell them with the hooks off. They're in the package, but off, which is nice. At least one step I don't have to do. I don't know. I might have an inside line here for you from Frank Jr. If you want to start getting into painting some Normans and uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, if I can get cleared Normans, I'd definitely do that. There you go. Frank, slide into the, the Horseshoe Custom DMs. Let's get this pipeline going. Then you can use the BTL discount code. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess... I was just about to say, literally before that, unless like a really good source of blanks falls in your lap, <laughs> you're not yeah. out searching for them. <laughs> no. Maybe this stream, all of a sudden you're going to get like three like new awesome stream or supplies of uh, blanks. So that'd be cool. <clears throat> Frank Jr. says, DM Scalish Fishing, tell Pops you're looking for blanks. <laughs> Uncle Frank will hook you up, says Frank Jr., <laughs> I will. The power of the internet. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, more companies I think should, especially, and maybe they will with, you know, COVID and it's, I mean, we'll get into it, but I mean, anything lure making has just blown up, you know, when everybody had the time off and needed a hobby. Yeah. It seems like do it. And a couple other companies like that are really thriving right now or yeah. um, doing a lot of cool things. So so let's let's like what do you so obviously we touched on you paint cranks um do you people send you baits to repaint yep so uh, you can if you got like secret baits that you need repainted or refurbished or you don't like the colors you got but you love the baits you can send those in uh obviously you pour some jig heads what else we got going on here um uh, for what i sell that's for the that's pretty much it I mean, I do my I do a lot of soft plastics just for personal use, and I do a lot of jigs for personal use too. Like a lot of stuff that I don't sell, just because it takes me a lot of time. Like the guys who pour jigs or make and tie all those jigs, I, I mean, more power to them. They, I, I, I am so slow when it comes to doing that, and it's it takes a real artist to be able to do that, tie them, and do it over and over and over again. Yeah, for sure. Good reminder from John. Tap the thumbs up, smash it, bump it, whatever you got to do. Get a few more few people on here. Uh, that'd be awesome. But uh, so much appreciated to those that, to, that uh, tap the thumbs up button. <clears throat> so that's cool. Um, what well, I guess what got you interested in bait making? Like how did you end up down this path? Obviously you said, you know, two years ago you kind of went from part-time to full-time. But like what, what, what was the, what got you into it? Was it just like stock in TK on like Instagram and then you wanted to copy them or what, what, what was the path? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, it starting or making baits started when I was probably maybe 10. Uh, uh, we went to Vail every summer um, and we'd go, my dad and I go fly fishing in the mornings before my mom and brother woke up and like just doing that and learning, you can, you know, the kits they had at Cabela's, you know, you'd see in the catalog. So I had to have one, had to have one. Finally, I got it and I sucked at it, but I, you know, I did it anyways. And um, when I got into high school, I started pouring jigs and stuff. 
then I did a little bit of soft plastics uh, then and kind of got more into it now. Um, but when it came to painting, that was the last thing I, I did. And I mean, I saw what baits were selling for. Um, I'm not going to say like I was an artist and decided that I'm going to start painting baits and that's going to be my canvas. I mean, I, I saw it as a way I can make money. Sure. And um, I got into doing it that way. And I felt like I was getting pretty good at it. Um, I painted, I mean, before I ever posted a picture online, I probably painted for six months every day, every mm -hmm. night after work, I painted. And I started getting pretty good. And finally, I posted one up for sale on one of the uh, Facebook groups. I don't remember which one. Lure painting group or custom crank or, yeah. like something. Yeah, it was one of like the buy, sell, trade, flea right. market groups. I put it up for auction. It sold for $12. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, here, here we go. Like, this is just easy money now. Back then, that was like five gallons of gas. Like, yeah. Two, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so that's when I started doing that. And like, I got, I mean, I wouldn't say I got good at it. I, I was, a, I would say I was better than the average, at least then, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, lure painting, especially custom painting, has came so far in the past two, two years. I mean, really, um, especially with everyone getting into it and everyone's posting stuff. So you get to see these examples. Um, I'm not going to say like, not like I could, because I, started in the Facebook age. I mean, I wasn't in the precipice of lure painting and um, I didn't get it from stalking TK, but I remember like, I, I was feeling like, like I'm good at this. I'm better than most people. And one day I, I did find his Instagram and uh, I was humbled very quickly. <laughs> nice. That's cool. <clears throat> so there was other gateway drugs before you got into the custom paint. The paint was kind of where you ended up and kind of, Feel like where you kind of found your knack and kind of where you're like hey i think i might actually have something here that's you know a little a differentiator where i can you know kind of make a name or or you know do something with that that's cool yeah i mean it's something that i could be more unique in i mean jigs like i i've always loved making jigs i might be more of a, a i might geek out more about jigs than i do crankbaits but like especially at that time when i started doing it in high school there wasn't that many options i mean skirt tabs there weren't a lot you know of different colors so there weren't a lot of different combinations you could do with and i mean the heads everyone was using the same do it molds and same hooks uh, it's nothing like it is now even though i mean still you can still do more on a crankbait i think right now than a jig but now the guys are getting into custom jigs and they're looking looking great and makes me want to look into it more again but yeah, got a couple of housekeeping things before I forget. I want to thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream and the channel. And for those that have been leaving comments, I believe the new Arsenal website is actually up and running. So they rebooted their site. I know it was down for a while, but uh, it's actually looking pretty good. Refreshed, re-looking uh, good. I don't know like who these random people are they put on the website. But uh, yeah, so if you're looking for anything, uh, it's back up. So that's good. And actually, I think I got a new sun hoodie they're coming out with that I'm actually going to give away one next week. But it actually, uh, they got a new style that looks pretty good. You might have seen it in some of the recent videos. Let's see if we can navigate this thing. 
Uh, hooded long sleeves? Or is it under sun protection? Might be under. Or they may not have them up yet. If not, everybody DM Dan. Oh, come on. Is it on? All right. He doesn't have them up yet. Come on, Dan. Get with it. <clears throat> but, so yes, if you were trying to order, getting some battalion bags or scissors and that kind of stuff, it's back up. What do you need to buy your husband for being so nice, Mary Sue? All right. Critical Gravy says, just sent you an order. Your stuff looks better than most. He can't wait. That's Thanks, cool. man. I appreciate it. Yeah, they got some good sun shirts. That's about pretty much all I wear in my videos, so I think they're worth checking out. What's up, Amy? Print craft in the house. Hey, Amy. All right, so we got a few questions I got to start here. So, uh, Mr. Steerman wants to know, what's your favorite bait and pattern to paint? Uh, bone spooks, just for Travis. Now, um, the only, the only I, color you need. Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of hard to say what my favorite color is because, like, you'll get into something and then you'll end up painting it at nauseum. And um, I really like paint, painting transparent baits. I mean, I think it's just more fun to me. I, I don't think they sell as well, but I mean, they don't sell as well. But I have more fun painting those, I think. And even transparent craws or even like jerk baits and stuff like that. Yeah, I imagine it comes in runs, right? You're like, you get in like a thing and you're like, oh, it's fun doing top waters. Then you're like, well, I did that for a couple months. Now I want to do some craw cranks. Then you're like, eh, kind of burnt out. Now I'm kind of in a, I'm in a sunfish phase of my painting. Like, right? Yep. Like, comes and goes. The other thing I want to mention we are going to open this new MTD, MTB box this week and we'll give this away on the stream tonight. So, Couple more things coming up. Um, Amy, people want to know where their scope or die shirt is. Tacklecraft does have some good shirts up. If anybody's looking for, was it the scope or die? What better dead than Ned? And the, what's the other one that's up there? Forget what the other shirt is. Uh, it's a swim bait shirt, right? Like Glide, something Glide. There's like an Eagle Glide, something. Does that make sense? Yeah, you got a stockpile of clear custom Vixen or uh, Vixen Blance like uh, TK that you're going to be painting for us? or No, I don't. Oh. Yes, United We Glide. Thank you, Amy. <clears throat> I don't think there's a lot of people that do. <laughs> just guessing. Uh, Matt finishes. You play around with Matt? I feel like you just had oh. a post asking about Matt or Gloss from one of your yeah, social. A little bit. Um, kind of here and there. It's kind of. I like it, but. I mean, I do use it, not a lot, but it's just kind of hit and miss. I'm kind of just starting to use it, and like I found something that I kind of like, but I don't like putting a lot of it out there because if it has a problem, then it all comes back. Sure. So I you're kind of in the beta phase of like, it looks yeah. good. I'm going to fish it a little bit. I'll sell a few, but I don't want to paint 100. And then people will be like, call me in three weeks and be like, my paint fell off. <clears throat> yeah. Fair enough. And then you want to see, like, you don't necessarily want to invest 
paint 200 of them and then realize nobody everybody says i like matt and then nobody buys it and you're like oh i'm stuck with 300 matt cross yep and that happens a lot thoughts on tying your own chicken jigs you tie any marabou or anything like that nope i tried once i hated doing it the aj fly yep i went and uh when i was up in canada i i used that a lot i that was kind of my best bait i just bought spider flies off omnia so i was him and han i'm like i'll just tie them i'll just tie them and i'm like this is way easier <laughs> clicked and ordered it use the hellabass code and everybody wins right yep Mary Sue wants to know what's your best selling bait and color. Um, definitely a rock crawler in my Nebraska craw pattern. I should probably grab one of those. What is it? The Nebraska craw? Yep, Nebraska craw. That's literally the one I had on the screen over there, wasn't it? Yep. This one. Yep. So that's the that's the rock crawler fiftieth one I got in my hand too. That's the smaller size. Wait, let's uh I don't have any of the regular ones, of course. At the moment. Yep, at the moment. Um and I'm I'm excited because they just uh released at iCast the where they will be having the deep version of that fifty, which would be nice. So it'll be probably closer to a wiggle ward, I would guess. Maybe a little deeper diving. I didn't look at the specs of it. What? Buy a shirt and you get a free entry for a TK swim bait. Is this real? Eric wants to know, do you paint any six to eight inch hard swim baits? Um, uh, Not a lot. But I you would? To, like... I mean, yeah, I would. I don't, I don't actively pursue painting swim baits. I mean, there are a lot of people that do now. I mean, everybody does. Um, so that's just kind of, I kind of just let other people have that niche. I, I won't tell people no, usually, but uh, it just it's a case by case. So you only have to paint at a fourth grade level to embrace Eric. So <laughs> I, I might be able to paint at a fourth grade level. But Eric, do they get bit? And does it matter if it looks like a third grader did? <clears throat> Frank says that would be a good Norman middle end color. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I just did it. I did it before the other companies released it. <laughs> that's awesome explain to us why spatterback splatterback is the hardest pattern to do aj um <laughs> i mean splatterback isn't that easy it, it look you think it is but uh it's it's splattering is a technique and i think everyone actually kind of has a secret way of doing it Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people actually do it the same way. I know not a lot of people do it the way I do it. You don't use a toothbrush? Mm-mm. <laughs> I feel like that's like the basic, like, every way, every, like. 
Actually, I just don't do it that way because I'm too lazy. Yeah, it's like a mess, and it gets everywhere. And yeah. All right. What tournaments do you only do you fish anything besides Bass Nation? Uh, no, I just I fish uh, some club tournaments, but I just pretty much fish the Bass Nation. Like I said, I didn't start tournament fishing up until uh, until four years ago. That was just because the guy I knew they needed another guy for their state team, and he wanted me to join and qualified, and I fished the uh, regional at Gunnersville. And I've made every regional since. So he's like, "Hey, everybody I know in Nebraska fishes walleyes, and you fish bass. Do you want to join our club?" Yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so you sell on your website? Do you sell anywhere else? Do you sell through social, or do you go to shows or anything like that? Or uh, no, not really. I mean, I'll sell through like Instagram and stuff. Basically, Instagram Facebook. and Facebook DMs. You yeah. can you can follow them on Horseshoe Custom on Instagram and Facebook as well. And especially if you need something like a rock crawler, um, like rock crawlers, I almost always have on hand. So if there's like a custom color you want, I can usually get it done pretty quick. You want or if you've got it. custom, like you got baits you want to send in, probably sending yep. you a DM is a good way to get a hold of you. Yep. I don't know the answer to this, and I don't know that. Uh, I think all those guys, instead of being out on the stream, they're probably at some like mixer at ICAST tonight. So we probably can't get this answered tonight, Charles, but like I was commenting that actually like AJ and I are wearing the same t-shirt <laughs> under my sweatshirt. I've been um, wearing the same, not this same t-shirt, but the same Omnia t-shirts all week. AJ only has one t-shirt. Buy crankbait so he can get a second t-shirt people. <clears throat> I have. There was one time I didn't place an Omnia order because they were out of t-shirts my size. So I was like, uh, I'll just wait until <laughs> I get back in stock. Put the hit the email button or the notify when back in stock. Nice. Thanks for stopping in, Frank. Have a good night. Uh, Clay wants to know: Do you make your own stencils, or do you buy yours, or do you even use stencils? I make all my own. Okay. Um, my my girlfriend has a cricket machine, so I, I just design them on my computer and cut them out. That way I can have the same stencil and I can keep making them. Cool. Yeah. yeah that's a good idea, Daniel. Sun hoodies at a hundred. Then then uh, AJ and all you guys will be doubling your orders up. <clears throat> Isn't is the t shirt at fifty or a hundred? Hundred. Yeah. So they probably need to make the sun hoodie up for like 150. 150. Yeah. Very cool. I would, but I've gotten pretty particular on my sun hoodies now. I've found a Sims one I like, and of course it's discontinued because I bought them all in clearance, like a cheap bass would. Yeah. Daniel, it's five bucks at 50, free at 100. There you go, Andrew. We want sun hoodies. Let the people. Tell the the mat the uh, the head. Tell uh, the crew that people want Omnia sun hoodies and clear rock crawlers and clear rock crawlers. AJ will literally buy every one that Jacob gets in. <clears throat> this is a good question. What is the end goal for fishing the Bass Nation? I don't know what what's your end goal. My I know what my end goal is. Uh, my end goal is probably not like I shouldn't say I have a goal. Like I want to, I want to go as far as I can, but I'm not like uh, I fish on the co-angler side, so my expectations can't be very high. Um, 
I mean, it is, it, it's honestly a, a great thing for people to do for what little commitment it is compared to like fishing the opens and stuff. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on this, but uh, you, you can, uh, you can make the elite series. I mean, Maddie Wong did last year fishing the nation. Um, and I mean, theoretically you can do it as a co-angler too. Like yeah, I, I did it the first year. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my primary goal, right. Would be to make a classic through the Bass nation. If I somehow would have beat Maddie Wong, I would have had to make sure a lot of things are in place before I would accept an elite series berth, but it would, it would be something I would definitely put a lot of work in to see if it was possible. But yeah, you kind of touched on it, but with, with Bassmaster crushing the dreams of the working man this week by making everybody fish nine opens, <clears throat> that'll probably be another full video discussion sometime. But like, really, I think people really need to like a hard look a working man, like really, I, I don't understand. There should be more people fishing the Bass Nation as it is. And maybe this will open people's eyes to what really is practical because if you weren't willing to fish nine opens to begin with or had the job security or the bankroll or the flexibility <laughs> or the, uh, the limited, you know, uh, obligations to fish nine opens, if you qualified through one division and three opens, you probably weren't really ready anyways. And the thing is, if you make the Bass Nation or the elites through the Bass Nation, at least the first year comes with a pretty hefty, substantial kind of help or assistance or aid, right? Like you basically get a lease of a boat for a year and they pay like half the entry fees and, uh, you know, come through the nation as the sole person versus, you know, one of 10 or 12 people that come through the opens, I think puts you in a pretty unique position to uh, position yourself uh, <clears throat> to, to take a shot at the elites for a year or two, much more so than it does to the opens. So I think some people, you know, look down on a little bit, I think they underestimate, um, but really, <clears throat> if you, if you do it right, it's a really smart place. I mean, you just have to beat a couple schlups like myself, you know, a couple <laughs> hacks, and you could be on your way to the Bass Nation National Championship. So, yeah, I also last week qualified for my TBF semis. So, and, you know, the TBF is cool too. It's a little different. You can't make the classic or the elite series. But you can make the uh, TBF National Championships, the BFL All-American, I think. And I guess even from the – and if you do well in the BFL American, you could end up at the Toyota Series Championship. So you could put yourself in a position if you got on a heater and did well in several tournaments to fish in a series of tournaments that would qualify you for upwards worth of like $500,000 in winnings if you could win like three tournaments in a row. So uh, they're really good options, to be honest. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I mean, and I, you know, I was thinking about when that whole when the news came down. If you were only fishing in one division, anyways, you had, you know, you had a one in three shot. You had to one finish in the top three. Three and oh, yeah, well, yeah, you had to be one of three guys, or yeah. they're only three. They're only taking three guys from that versus one from the nation. And about two hundred guys are fishing right the the full field, probably all three tournaments. Mm -hmm. If you're talking basically a percent and a half chance. Yep, versus however many people are in your state versus only 10 in regionals, then 50 in nationals, right? Yeah, so I mean, like, most states probably have, I mean, a big, I mean, a small state, like, what, Nebraska's probably got uh, 50 to 100 yep. guys 
Yeah, we had, I think we had 80 boats Yeah. this year. So they're going to take the top 10. If they all fish the state turn or state qualifier, you basically got to finish what, in the top 10% to mm-hmm. go to regionals. And then you finish in the top 10% again. You just have to beat nine guys. And then you get to nationals, and it's a 3-50 and 50 or 3-54 and 54 shot. It's basically, you know, you have three good tournaments depending on how your state does their qualifier, and, and you're right there. So not saying it's easy, but, like, <laughs> the odds get pretty good once you get past your state qualifier in a lot of cases. And if that's your end goal, uh, what uh, is it the top three guys – the finish in the national championship get opens paid for. Uh, well. So the top three make the classic, and I think the top three get at least a division of the opens. Is my understanding? At least that's the way it was last year and this year. Now maybe it's uh, to Eric's point. I haven't heard this, but I'll have to go and check this out. But it sounds like there might be some improvements or changes to the uh, the Bass Nation that's even better for us. So we'll see. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of good things, right? You can. You know, by doing well in the nation, you can set yourself up, you know, whether it's by getting a free division in the opens or qualifying for a classic or making the elites. And there's a lot of, you know, good things. And I think there's a lot of guys that think the opens are some kind of easy button <laughs> where it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to fish. You know, I've barely fished any BFLs and I've fished a few team tournaments back home, but somehow I think I'm ready to go fish the central divisions and I'm going to pop a top three in three tournaments by going to the, the Appalachia by, by, you know, Basin, Grand Lake, and, and Lake Texoma, and I'm just going to roll down there and beat all those guys. And even if you did, does that really make you ready? I don't know. I mean, guys like Bob Downey, who I know, and, and uh, you know, he, he fished a lot of BFLs. He fished a lot of Bass Nation stuff. He made several regionals. I mean, he traveled around and did some stuff before he went and hit the Opens. And, and you know, he did qualify in his first year. But <clears throat> I think there's a lot of guys that underestimate what it's like to travel uh, regionally and, and compete. So, and how many guys like after, even if they were good enough, if if you're doing that open thing, because even you're not making money, even if you are finishing well, enough. not unless you like literally win one. Yeah. So, how many guys that are like a good enough fisherman to do that that just don't make it the first couple of years that they're just financially drained or just done doing all the traveling? Like, and speaking, like I said, from, from a co angler's standpoint, I mean, you have a shot for, I mean, you can have hardly anything invested in this. You just show up really. Um, you have an actual shot to make the classic. I mean, it, it's possible. Yeah. And I know what the Ray, right. He won the Bass Nation as a co. And I think he got, was it just a division of the opens paid as a co-angler for that? Okay. Right. Which, you know, guys like Jay Shakurit spent two years fishing the Opens as a co before he went to the Opens as a boater, mm-hmm. right? That was his training ground. And then, obviously, look how that worked out for him. So, there's a lot of guys, you know, Patch Lopper, Polinick. I mean, there's a lot of guys that got their starts uh, in the nation, and that's just a few. Uh, I think even old Denny Brower fished the nation back in the day. What's the, what's the best angler you've ever coed with? Um, I don't know who, like the best overall angler, I, the guy I fished with the first day in Gunnersville, I learned so much from him. Um, his name's Don Douglas and he's out of Arkansas. Just the way he, like he fished, just how thoroughly he fished things mm-hmm. really impressed me. Um, 
fishing with Adam last year on lacrosse, though. That was that was a good time. Uh, Hammond? Yeah. Dude, would you fish with him on day one or two? two. Or? On day two. He could have so, caught a few more of his fish on day two to slow him down a little bit on day three. would have been nice, AJ. Uh, it, it was like being on a guide trip. He just said – he told me what to have tied on, and he told me where to cast and when to cast it there. So he okay. just told me, you got a Cinco, you have to pick it up, cast it right there. And it didn't hit the bottom. Then I filled that limit. He was all right. We'll go. That's cool. <clears throat> Adam's a good dude. I got to hang out with him down at the nationals, and he he was cool to hang out with. Yeah, we had a great time. I did fish with uh, Monty Freilich this year at regionals, and we had a good time. Yeah, that's cool. One of these days, AJ's going to end up in the back of my boat at one of these regionals. <clears throat> <laughs> And he's going to go, that was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> you know, I haven't really looked it over. That'll probably be something we cover next week, Travis. I haven't really, I mean, I saw the preview thing, but I haven't really looked at the galleries this week. And uh, last week I was kind of fishing. And so maybe that'll do a bonus stream here and we'll dig into uh, some of the best of show type stuff. But I haven't really looked at anything other than the stuff that came out in the, the pre-show. Um. Fish in the southeast also. What kind of boat do you have, AJ? I don't. No boat? No. Just paints crankbaits and puts gas in his buddy's boats. Yep. The World Fishing Tour Tournament has a 20,000 payout for a five. I'm not aware of that. I guess I don't know. I don't think there's anything like that. Maybe I've seen that, but I didn't. Actually, you know what? I did. There was actually one of these, I think, was up on uh, Pelican Lake up by us. But I don't think the dates worked for me. So I have seen them, but I haven't really looked into them that hard, South Jersey. Um, I'm not a, I don't mind the team tournaments, but I, I kind of like the, the Pro-Am, BFL, Bass Nation stuff a little more. What's up, Banger? Whoa. You bring? Do you bring too much gear when you go? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm that co. You're that but guy then, with, like, two duffel bags and, like, 20 rods? Like, Oh, yeah. Devin can't say anything. The fastest his boat ever went was when I was in, in it. So we were down in Louisiana. Nice. Uh, Gator Adventures. Gramps is here. What's up, Gramps? There you go. Have you ever sold one of your baits to a boater during a tournament? Uh, I've never sold any baits. Not not during the tournament. I've given baits. Uh, not usually crankbaits, though. But I've had, because usually I don't pack a lot of them, just because you, you just don't get the angles as a co. Sure. Nope, we've never fished together. We ran, he, AJ didn't come say hi to me at Quick Trip in lacrosse last year and then we talked a little bit there we talked at nationals but that's the, the few times we've met in person so and then i failed to make the regionals this year and aj never misses regionals in, in, in nebraska evidently because he's that good uh, let's see here what else do i want to talk about um... 
Well, you can come jackpot a Nebraska's. Uh, Is it a single qualifier? qualifier? Yep, single qualifier, and we're going to lacrosse in two or three years. And none of us fish up there. In two to three years, you're going to lacrosse? Yeah. I don't remember which. They have it all scheduled out. They just do a rotating schedule, and lacrosse got entered in. I could just join your club as a boater? Yeah. Well, I don't know if our our club might be full, but you could join a club for sure. Come on, Devin. Is Devin in your club? Yeah, Devin's in my club. Devin, come on. Come on. So I actually, so North Dakota started a Bass Nation this year, and they had their qualifier in Milwaukee, which was like July 10th and 11th or something like that. And I like sent an email. I was like, do I just have to fill out the form? Just send my money in? And they're like, let me get back to you. (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) we decided not to accept people that were in other Bass Nations already. And I was like, oh. So there's I'll not a pre-qualify in North Dakota before our state even this year. There's a lot of guys that are the fish in Nebraska that aren't from Nebraska. So I mean, we have a lot of Western Iowa guys that sure. fish in Nebraska. Let me know. I'll travel. I, I would be not opposed to like you know if like you guys came to Milwaukee or you were going to like even like Iowa or like you know like. Prairie du Chien, or like I would, I would travel. I'd, I'd join the Nebraska Nation. No, we. I mean, uh, in the past, it's always been on one of the Ozark lakes. So, like this yeah. year was on Truman. It, it'll be on Grand or Lake of the Ozarks. And they took Table Rock out and added lacrosse, which I'm not a big fan of. But I get they want to do that so we're more ready for these northern regionals. Sure. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't necessarily jackpot it. Like, if I could make it work, yeah. I would consider doing it on an annual basis. Dustin, did you fish the TBF regionals? Like, the full big regionals back that, like, six, seven years ago? Because I was out there, Dustin, if you were out there. Pretty says, do you fish with, like, your not-so-great paint jobs? Like, your flaw? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, almost everything that's in my box is, I mean, outside of a few baits, is all just rejects, chip yeah. pain, or blemishes. Yeah. Yeah, I need to go. When are we, didn't you offer to meet me down at Okaboji? When are we yeah, going? I'll meet you there. Uh, last two, two and a half weeks ago, I know um, top three was 26, 25, and 25. They had 14 boats, and I think seven of them were all over 20. Seven I don't have a lot 20. going on between now and Lahamadu, which is like August 15th. Hmm. We can make it work. All right. I guess I'll have to bring the boat, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting pretty comfy in the boat. We're three for three, getting checks. Spoiler alert on future videos. Uh, don't have the live scope yet. I'm kind of still flip flopping on whether I want to get anchors or live scope yet, and haven't really pulled the trigger on either one yet. Uh, or should I say, front facing sonar? I'm not necessarily married to anything yet. Um, Rich says the new best of show will be the Rapla OG Rocco 5 square. It looks kind of cool. I haven't really thought it too close, but I did see that. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. That is a good phonetic way to spell Jay Shakurik. 
but yeah, that was cool. And if you guys didn't, I posted in the, the, the channel page our interview from like before the Elite started. If you guys want to go back and see what Jay sounded like before he even hit the tour, before he started having a banner year. Yeah, I, I'm afraid to see what my paint I like. I've always thought it'd be cool to paint crankbaits and get airbrushed, but then I just realized like I can't barely draw a stick man. I just, I got too many things going on. <clears throat> I'll leave it to people like you to, to paint and the, I, I will never aspire to be any competition. <clears throat> TK asked me because he got your notification. He asked, he goes, did Rich start painting? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I clickbaited TK to come in and uh, watch. Yeah, I mentioned to see that that Spro Chad Chad uh, collaboration. If it, if I saw it's a Spro good... had Spro had a whole line of crankbaits that I didn't see in any new new release or whatever come yeah, out. I saw a, it in somebody's story today. A lot of cool stuff that showed up. I mean, there's a lot of like weird, random, odd stuff. <laughs> yeah, that came out, but there was also a lot of cool stuff that wasn't in like that preview article. So yeah, I, I need to dig into that now that my week is kind of freeing up and. Too true. Probably. I haven't seen the Yeti chair, but it sounds like something that would win best in show. They did win with a bucket. So, um, Strike King had a, some new plastics that are kind of just stuff to fill their, I don't know, portfolio. Yeah. But uh, interesting to see what their price points will be on them. Yeah. Like that one craw thing that looks like halfway between a rage bug and a menace grub. I'm like, I, I don't think I need something in between those two. <laughs> yeah. But, it reminds me of uh, the missile uh, crawfather, mm-hmm. which is somewhere between like a menace and a speed craw. I don't. It's interesting because like I know people are talking about really big things, but like Oahe's been like it's like twelve feet down or something and slowly coming up. But like the weights have not been the tournaments that I've seen from Oahe this year have been pretty modest. Now, obviously, it's not elite series anglers tackling it, but it's local South Dakota guys in a lot of cases fishing it. And like that North Dakota tournament, I want to say after day one, like 11 pounds was in the top 10 out of 20 guys. Like, so I don't know if it's a funky time, the water's down. I mean, a lot of people are thinking it could be 100 pounds out there, but I, I'm not seeing it based on what I'm seeing, unless things just like also, I mean, things have been funky in a lot of places because like, I don't know what, like, I fished Vermilion, and you guys saw the day one tournament that I pushed out yesterday, and, man, 13, 13 or whatever I had, like, had me in fourth place. Like, nobody cracked more than 15 pounds. Like, that's not good for, like, Vermilion. That's, I mean, a lot of guys struggle to catch a limit, and that should not happen there. Yeah, I know the Nebraska TVF was on uh, Francis Case, and the weights were real low. Like a lot lower than what everybody was expecting. Uh, I think a lot of us throw the blade of jig a lot, Sean. It's a good bait. Catches them. <laughs> Catches the big ones too. There you go. That's an interesting question. Any baits that you hate or will not paint? Um, there's nothing. I shouldn't say there's nothing I won't paint. I don't think there's any. Like I'm not a big fan of painting. Like. Vision 110s, just because of the prep work and like messing up the weighting. So I, th- I would say jerk baits, like high end jerk baits in general, um, just because everything's so finely tuned that sure. you know too much paint, too much clear coat can throw off the balance of that bait. Have so you I, tried ever... to... <laughs> Go ahead. 
I try to shy away from them, you know, like. Do you ever get other people's customs that people want repainted? Uh, just TKs. Yeah. So pretty standard, like, yeah. like what, five a week or so that you get. Yeah. People are like unhappy with TK and they just ask you to paint a clear phantom crawl over the top of it. Yeah. No, I, I very, very rarely do I get anybody's like repaint. And usually when I do, it's some, a bait that's just been destroyed. They want something different. Uh, probably Friday or Saturday. If I'm really on top of things, Friday. If uh, I'm lazy, Saturday, day two. I like to get my tournament. I'm really getting trying to get better. Like get my tournament videos out like the week of. Uh, keep them timely. No, that's trailing XO. Oh, but. <laughs> Clear big game though. There we go. You can see. What what is that like? Uh, European kilograms or what? Yeah, 170 pound big game. So what do we use the 170 pound big game for? Um, I bought it a long time ago on clearance because uh, I wanted to do. Do you uh, you remember the impact jigs that had yeah, the, the Lake Fork? Yeah. So I was going to do that. Then I ended up using that for uh, tying leaders for Northern instead of having Lake a steel trout. leader. This part of oh. our Lake Trout tip segment <laughs> is where this is going. Yeah, Nick was up there. He saw how brutal it was on Vermilion. Um yeah, I also saw I saw a tip from Terry Scroggins where he said he drilled out the heads on his chatter baits, and then he would use like super heavy fluorocarbon or mono as like a weed guard. So you could you could use it for that. I mean, you could probably make like ten or twelve weed guards out of that spool, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> thousand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many. It's uh, let's see, four hundred and eleven meters. So nice. You got to get the European uh, 17 pound big game and then sell it, meter it out to, to TK. Oh, here's a. Uh, I use a, a Badger Patriot. Um, it's pretty, it's got, it's just a workhorse airbrush. It's not super fine. It's not high end. It's, not, it's I don't know, less than $100 airbrush. I've owned more expensive ones and I just didn't like it as well. Yeah. So let's maybe talk a little bit about that. We kind of allude that in the title. Like what is, what are, I mean, if somebody's interested in getting started, like what were some essentials? What are some lessons learned? What are like, how do you dip your toe in the water and see if you like it or you're even have any knack for it before you, uh, you know, spend, you know, $800 on supplies. Um, I mean, Lure painting's hard just because you need a, you need a lot of like specialized equipment. I mean, you need an airbrush. They do make airbrushes like that have um, that are like rechargeable and have like almost I don't know if it's a built-in compressor, built-in air can. Um, I never used one, but uh, you can you can get a fairly cheap compressor for 60, 70 bucks in Harbor Freight. I don't go with the cheapest airbrush. Um, get something in that $60 range. 
and um, paint, the better paint you buy, the better it's going to spray. I mean, there's a lot of cheap paint out there that a lot of people use. I mean, there's people that'll thin Walmart, like just paint you buy, paint, paint. And it just, it just doesn't spray well. So, I mean, it is quite an investment to get into fluor painting. Um, there's plenty of groups out there that'll like teach you how, like the things you can, like what to cheat or what not to cheap out on are blanks. Because a good bait with a bad paint job will catch a fish way before a bad bait with a good paint job, you know. Um, I would say, like, if you're wanting to dip your toes into, like, making lures, I think making jigs is the easiest way, cheapest way. Or soft plastics. Or soft plastics. Soft plastics, you can go real cheap. Um, like, cheaper than what soft plastic groups will make you think because they yeah. I mean, they'll they kind of shame like the do it molds they can go get for 35 bucks um, or open pour molds like if you want to be get into soft plastic making you can do if you can see up here these are all my containers with different just old baits and i uh separate them out by color then grind them down I mean, that's an easy way to get into soft plastic making is you can just shave your own plastics or, you know, your buddy's plastics. Everybody's got them, you know, separate them out by color. And you can, you can start by doing that. Um, I mean, there's, there's pretty cheap, cheap molds from do it. They shoot well enough. Like the, the Cinco. Yeah. There's Cinco bowls and you can find them on eBay. Or you can find yep. them on that's what I mean forums or lure making groups, right? People like buy a bunch of Senko molds or creature molds, and then they're like, "Yeah, I kind of it wasn't really for me," and then they'll flip them for you know half of what new ones are. So like, if if you want to get into bait making and see if it's like your thing, I would say soft plastics. You literally just get some of your old baits, you sort them by colors, you throw out the power bait and the the max scent and the Z man, get rid of those, throw those in the garbage because you can't use those. You literally like just chop them up in a scissors, put them in a containers, right? And you don't have to get super fancy. Like you literally can just put your greens and browns and your blacks and then kind of throw out the rest probably. And you make some greens and blacks. You chop them up into little pieces of the scissors. You get some Pyrex cups or some don't don't use your wife's or girlfriend's. Go out and buy some garage sale. You get them on Amazon, super cheap. You find yourself a super old butter knife, right? Again, don't take one out of the kitchen. Go find one at a garage sale. And a, and a cheap microwave. Don't do it in the kitchen again. Yeah, don't do it in the kitchen. Get, a, get one, a garage <laughs> sale uh, microwave, put that in the garage, and uh, you chop it up, you heat them up, you two, three minutes, you stir them, you keep doing that until you get to get yourself one of those little uh, uh, infrared thermometers so you can kind of tell the temperature. And I actually got a video. I've done this on my channel if you want to see what it looks like. But like I would say 50 bucks, you could be making your own soft plastics. You buy a cheap used mold off ebay amazon uh the the forums right you you, gr- you regrind your old used soft plastics and uh you open pour or get a cheap you can find injectors for 20 bucks um you know you get a cheap microwave for you know 10 bucks used and some pyrex cups for a couple bucks and like, and like yeah i mean like 50 bucks is definitely in the ballpark and then if you can't be disciplined to pour enough of your own black and green senkos and that like is too much work for you, then, then you know that jig pouring and lure painting is not for you. 
Yeah, I'll uh let's see. I think I can sit here. Let's see here. Well he's uh my favorite mold that I found is uh on Amazon and I don't know. Last I looked it wasn't on there, but uh it might have got taken down for copyright issues. But uh Bandito, Bandito bug. bug. But they fixed everything I didn't like about the Bandito bug. They made the, cr- the claws longer, and they made it a lot thicker in the body. And it was like, uh, I think when I bought it, it was like 40 bucks for a single cavity mold. That's that's cheap for a CNC mold, too. Yeah. For I, I mean, most of the, I don't like a lot of the creature bait molds that are out there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they look that good. I mean, this you obviously can't sell, but personal use yeah to think i mean it's a whole nother level if you like if you pay, like pouring your own senkos in your own you know that kind of stuff uh it's it's actually a decent amount of work just to pour enough for yourself to think yeah. that you're going to sell them is another <laughs> uh a level um yeah you really have to have an investment in order to sell soft plastic yeah because you need multi-cavity molds and where you can be shooting like a single cavity mold you don't want to be selling no when you're shooting one bait at a time in an injector, you want to be shooting four, five, ten baits at a time. Uh, Amy, to get a little fish by your name, you need to become a channel member. That's how that works. There's a join button down below. Uh, it's just another way to support the channel. Um, so that's how that works. Um, fish that says you don't even need a mold to make baits. You can make tubes with a big screwdriver. You can or a rod. I bought an yeah. aluminum rod. So you just like dip it in the plastic and then pull it back up. And then once it cools, you pull it off. And then you just kind of trim, make skirts. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's open pour molds. You don't even need the ejector. You kind of touched on those. They're, but it just means they're kind of like you can pour like straight like tail worms and craws. Yeah. And certain baits actually work pretty good, like chunks and things like chunks, that. Yeah. Um, and even like the Senko molds, those a lot of times are open pour from the top and you can get, you know, a non-flat sided bait. So there's, there's a lot of good options if you want to get mm-hmm. into that. <laughs> yeah. See, Fish of Southeast, he got himself a 900 watt microwave for 20 bucks. Oh, good luck, Sean. You got this. Uh Oh, you're gonna get knocked off the uh, the power bait pro staff. Yeah. Cool. They also do it. Also has a Ned mold too. It's an eight eight um, cavity. It's there. It's in their essential series, so it's thirty five bucks or forty bucks, whatever it is. So if you throw a lot of Neds, it's a good way to go. Here's the other thing. You can just pour Senkos, and then you can cut the tails <laughs> off, and they're Neds. And actually, like, when you first start pouring your Senkos, right, like, you're going to mispour and have ones with air pockets in them. And yep. the only thing that's going to be good is the tail anyway, so you're going to end up with a bunch of Neds anyways. Yeah. It's better just to use the Omnia code and just buy new baits. And then... The other cool thing is there are a bunch of groups, like at least in Minnesota, I don't know if in other places, but like there's a couple of tournaments I fish that I like, I can bring my soft plastics and give them to them. And then there are people that are super dedicated and they'll remelt them into baits and then they donate them to the youth clubs. 
nice. which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I Duke buy does plenty of cool things. Baits too. What are those? I said I buy pe- plenty of baits too. These are all soft plastics. Yeah. Uh, what about rod wrapping? That's what that box is for. Yeah, you're gonna start. Uh, you, no, you know, building a wrap just for fixing the rods you got. Like what's yeah. just fixing the rods I got. And I, I mean that was that wasn't much of an investment for what it was for, um, off a mud hole for like just the basic wrapping thing. And I just ripped guides off old rods. And, Actually, broken rods. Sunday, I was I had some. <laughs> actually, while I was watching TK on his YouTube channel, I was uh, stripping guides off rods that I had. You know, I, I typically keep when I snap a rod, right? Like typically, uh, whether it's you know stepping on it or doors or you know every once in a while you break one fishing or whatever. But like, you don't usually have to send in the dobbins the 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 section for warranty. So then I keep the rest of it and I'll strip the guides and I just kind of sort them. And then uh, I've got buddies or my uncle does custom rods. So when I need some wrap, I like give him my little baggie of like eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, here, you can sort through these, these should work. And, uh, or in a pinch, right. In like a tournament, let's say you're down at Gunnersville or regional and you bust an eye off. You can do a quick hack job with braid and super glue if you really need to. So yeah, I got just missing guides. And I've got two left up here on yeah. this blank. So what's up, Jig Squad? Kuda in the house. What's going on? Speaking of people that make their own tackle and do it molds and jig making and stuff like that. Um but yeah, like there's so many guys that do it well. Like TK, AJ, uh the guys that super k jigs like i'm just that's not for me but obviously that's a really cool hobby and a lot of people get into it so that's kind of why we wanted to have aj on and either inspire or deter you from uh following your passions yeah um and like when it comes to jig making you can get a pot and they're they aren't that expensive and you can get used ones and same thing molds are 40 50 bucks and you, you don't have to get stuff to make like jig jigs like tying jigs you can get, um, like, like this is what I use for my shaky head, which is probably my favorite jig that I make. Um, that's simple. Just a hook. You don't have to worry about tying anything. Powder paint. I mean, real easy to do. Yeah. And that, the other thing is, like, lead, you can, if you look around, right, there's places to get lead for next to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh Actually, I have a lead pot that somebody gave to me that they didn't want, and I thought maybe I would use it, but it's still seeing weird. So, if anybody really wants a lead pot and they want to pick it up in Lakeville, um, I've got one. So, there you go. You can probably have it. Yeah, my dad was a. Um, I mean, he's a big like competition shooter, so he was pouring his own bullets. So I already had the pot and everything. So that's why I got into it so early, because all I had to do was buy mold and hooks and just start. Um, usually I wire time. Yeah. Sometimes I'm lazy in these bands. Yeah. I'm kind of, a, I like the wire. When I do make my own custom skirts, I, I do have some wire that I'll use for wire twisting. Um, 
sure dm me fish in the southeast <laughs> but you can just probably pay shipping and i'll send it to you um just get it out of the garage so i got more room to put more tackle in there <clears throat> but uh I don't know. There might be a bidding war now. Multiple people want to pay shipping <laughs> for that pot. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you might have to send you some molds that I'm not using as well that you can, for open pours and things like that. Um, all right, cool. What else did we not? Uh, we should probably open this mystery tackle box. Yeah. Get this going. I forgot they had my extra camera that I can fire up, I think. Let's see here. Let's see if it recognizes it. All right. <clears throat> nope, not that one. This one. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look how fancy we are. Pop this up. What's in the red cup, AJ? What's in the red cups, AJ? It's the little cocktail. So this is the box number, if anybody wants to know what this box is. But this is an MTB Pro Box. want to make sure we thank them for also supporting this specific stream of the month. And this helps us bring this show in 1080 uh, and the stream in 1080. So thank you, Mr. Tackle Box. And we're going to give this away after we see what's inside. So there's the, the sneak peek. So let's uh, see what's in here. I see some Z-Man right out of the, the gate here. So we got a, a cross-sized chatterbait. That camera is not doing the best job. But uh, So we got a 3-8-ounce white pearl ghost Z-Man cross-sized. I'd call that a win. This is something I would actually buy myself. What do you think? I AJ? have bought them myself. Yeah, like this is... I know this is a, a thing that uh, that Debo is like. He says this is one of the best bank angler chatterbaits as far as like keeping them hung off uh, wood things like that. Uh, looks like Jig Squad's aroused by your uh, your backdrop. All right, so that's off to a good start. Let's see what else we got in here. This thing is a little little wild here. What this is. This one might be a little out there. A Weston spot on twin turbo. It kind of looks like it has like almost a double plopper blade behind it. I don't know if you can see that. Can we open this without? Oh, somebody's going to have to be okay that if they win this, this package is open. Because this thing is a little. The color is something else. This is a uh, floating black haze, but. There's a lot of things that aren't black on this thing. Very packaging kind of sucks. Let's be honest. All right. So there it is. It looks like kind of a double proppy. It's almost like a a bad dream between a chopo and a plopper and a what's the thing the the revolver. I don't know. Has anybody ever fished this thing? It looks like they actually are counter. I think those fins go opposite directions, so they would spin opposite directions through the water. Those fins fold down. 
Yeah, they fold down, but I think they would for casting. I'd guess. I don't know if it's just for casting. I don't. I don't think they would stay like once they hit the water. They don't yeah. seem like they're like they're not rigid enough because like I think maybe when you cast it, they kind of fold in, and once it hits the water, they would spin. And they, it looked like they would go opposite directions based on how they're cupped from one each way. I don't know. I think in a different color, <laughs> I could get behind giving this a whirl and at least seeing what it was like. But that is not in my standard rotation of topwater colors. But it's 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 unique looking. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Would you throw that in a in a bluegill pattern? Or a white or a bone? Or is that just too out there for you, AJ? Uh, I'd throw it. I really like waffle floppers, though. There you go. AJ says, will you throw it in this color? Maybe. Maybe? Depends on what the water is like. Maybe Small enough to eat it. Yeah. We may not be getting this back in the box as the way it's intended here. Sorry for the future winner of that. All right. We got two hooks. Prism 5X hooks. I have no idea what these are. Extra wide gap, spear point, cold forge, titanium coated. Is that a thing? That sounds made up. High carbon steel, chemically sharpened, strong corrosion resistance. Catch Outdoors. So this might be a Catchco brand hook. Maybe? I'm not sure. How do we feel about how this winds up here? True test of a good EWG hook, right? Is like, how does the hook point, like... I feel like that's not the greatest EWG design. Right? That It's got a weird color, but it's like it almost points right in there. I typically want like a little bit of Right, like I wish that hook point came like about that much higher, instead of right into it. This does have—I I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me, but it does have that like anodized coating, weird kind of like color shifting color. Like it's like tungsten after. I guess that's the tungsten coating, right? They, when you like take a lighter to a tungsten, it changes all those funky colors. Efficiency says not a catch go brand. Smalley's like, there you go. If you win this box and you want this, you can have AJ repaint the prop bait. Mary, I like your thinking. As usual, it would be nice to get more than two hooks. Uh, look at this. Catch was previously custom lures unlimited, made the icon crank back in the day. Look at me learning stuff. <laughs> All right. What else we got in here? Oh, we got some. Uh, I've actually bought these before. Z-Man Streaks, 3.75. These are a very, very popular drop shot bait for smallmouths. Um, so, and that's a pretty decent looking shad, smoky shad for clear water. Also, it would probably be really good on the back of like a Z-Man micro chatter bait, things like that. Like, I actually own these, so I would say that's pretty good. It actually would look pretty good on the back of this thing, to be honest. Do you own any streaks, AJ? I don't. I throw uh, 
these instead. Yeah, so similar though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not, they're not much different. Actually, here's the the muscleback craw 3.25 from Xzone. <clears throat> All of these plastics so far are full packages. Uh, these are good jig trailers. Like, there's these are a solid bait. Like, I know a lot of guys that like these. Um, black blue. I don't know. So far, mostly good wins in this this uh, this box. Oh, then we got a lunker hunt. At least it's not a lunker hunt frog. This is a uh, Jolt two point five F. Is that for floating? Floating tight wobble, third of an ounce, two and eighth inches, two point five feet. Greenback is the color. Yeah, I could. I mean, it's a decent enough looking square bill, but I don't know that that is going to displace any square bills in my box. But I mean, I'm sure we get bit. I feel like AJ's got a few nicer bluegill paint jobs on his website, but I mean, square bill, square bill, right? Like, I don't know. So that's uh, then you get your literature in here, all the normal stuff, the propaganda, the dibbles. We get a little explanation. This actually, uh, so the uh, that twin turbo thing has its own. So you get like a, a little like swim bait slap looking thing. Is that like a baby bull shad? I'm not even sure. But we can learn about the Weston twin turbo. Low frequency rattles. Why didn't we get the color on the card? Because like that looks like a lot better bait. <laughs> than that one. <laughs> Ultra strong carbon steel hooks, semi-soft counter-rotating twin propellers that fold during casts and strikes, which I can see that. I guess that's a good point. Like, yeah, I know that's the one thing that I've always thought that would like, on like uh, those crawling baits that I always thought with those big wings, like I always thought like, man, those feel like they would like if they interfere with hookups. So I don't know. I could see like that I would try. That, not as much, but I don't know. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you rate this MTD, MTB Pro Box, AJ? Uh, I mean, there's some very usable baits, like good baits in there. So, I mean, you can't rate it on the one bait. Right. So I'd still probably give it, like, out of 10, I'd probably still give it an 8. Yeah, solid. Like, there's at least, what? So we determine, so like, the hooks are the hooks, whatever. But... 60% of the stuff is like guaranteed proven fish catchers. And then you got two interesting baits that maybe you don't know much about. So I don't know. Like if I got it as a gift, I definitely wouldn't be pissed. Like I'd be like, oh, this is cool. Um, yeah. The only thing I don't like about the bunker hunt is that they call it a 2.5. It looks and, a little small to be a 2.5. Yeah. But it's not a 2.5 like everybody else's 2.5. Yeah. Because is, is the 2.5 supposed to be like, centimeters or i think it's meters that it dives oh that it dives okay yeah i believe don't quote me on that i could be wrong it says it goes five feet in depth yeah. So. but yeah it like other people's 2.5s are much bigger yeah uh mainstream says he likes the muscle backs yeah high float craws 
So Daniel said he got the Wesson bait on the other side of the card, and it walks pretty good. Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, says, oh, go ahead. I guess I didn't think about that. You could probably walk it fast, can't counter rotating blades. Can can somebody buy one of those gray horseshoe tackle hats? Uh, I don't have. Well, I have one more. That's mine. So you'd have to sweet talk in the DMs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to get more made. But I got this one specifically for my fat head. It's just taller. You know, there's a solution for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that Hellraiser thing. That thing weirds me out. I actually saw some video think, of it running in the water, and it was it was weird. I think it'll be good down in Florida, though, for where they have what are they the needlefish? needlefish? Yeah, I think it'll play well down there. Any place you would throw like a devil's horse. Fish and LCC kind of agrees with you. Gives it a pretty high. Uh... Nice, cool. So. All right, we're a minute, uh, hour 20 in. Let's get the the giveaway fired up here. So uh, if anybody wants to, to partake and win this uh, bad boy. You got anything new in the works, AJ, that you're working on? Anything exciting? Um, I'm working on a new shaky head. Uh, I kind of prototyped it out of an accident. It was a blemish bait a second that I kind of messed with i don't know how far out we are um but i'm changing the hook keeper of it and show you a little little sneak peek of it i need to get something a little more consistent of the product but um if you can see the keeper on there yeah having uh having a flexible keeper rather than uh you know something hard just to you know, save you some worms and stuff. But I used it uh, um, at our state qualifier this year, the first day, and uh, I was actually leading the tournament overall. So I was beating both all the co's and the boaters by almost three pounds. I only weighed in four fish too, so that was all on that head. <laughs> All right, hashtag AJ. We're going to keep it simple. We're not going to give anybody carpal tunnel tonight. Carpal <laughs> tunnel, just three characters, and you can be in the drawing here. Oh, let's see here. So you've your one. You already had your qualifier for Bass Nation this year. Yep, we had ours. Qualified in. for next year's regional that you don't know where it is yet. Yep. And where was your qualifier? At uh, Truman, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. My first three fish were a four and a half, a five, and a four, and I—that was all like first thing in the morning, all in that shaky head. Too late. <laughs> yeah, worldwide on the Hellabass Live TK. Yep. <clears throat> yes. I don't think uh, shaky heads are gonna. I'm going to be, a, be able to retire off of shaky heads. I don't, I don't think so anyways. So you don't think it's a game changer? No. Well, I think it is, but not, <clears throat> not, it's not a like, million. It's not a million dollar idea. Has anybody in the chat ever bought or used the, uh, 
the the David Dudley, what is it, the perfect shaky head with the two feet that stand up and like stand out. I forget what he like. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I know what you're talking about. I haven't used them. I looked at them. Uh, honestly, I've I've I'm mean, not throw a lot of shaky heads just because I am a co and I've I've had different molds. I've had flat face ones and I've done all that. And I I went back to the round head just because. Um, I'll put one on a worm here. Just to show. Uh, that round head on this style hook. I didn't look at the best, but it's sitting on the bottom. It's still sitting like, I should say, like this. Yep. So that round head's not going to roll because the flats, flat face is nice, but that's only if you land on another flat surface, which you know doesn't happen hardly ever. Especially if you're in sand or something, a round head's going to sit flat that hook up every time because that worm's going to hold it up. Mm -hmm. So I kind of never saw the need to buy the stand-up style head. So far, Kyle, we're doing just fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ned is still a shaky. I mean, you can definitely do a weedless Ned, but it's typically a smaller hook. That's a little more. All right, there's 33 people in for the MTB box. I'll give a couple more minutes here. But you Everybody still can buy this one. It's the same hook. It's a Gamagatsu, extra wide gap hook. Um, I have it as the Renaissance jig on my website because you could use it as a stupid tube head, swim bait head, anything. I mean... Yeah, the nice thing about... And the other thing is, like, you literally can buy quantities of one, right? Yep. So if you want... You don't have to buy three packs or five packs. You're like, if you want seven, you can order seven. If you want three, you can order three. Like... AJ's got it set up for like a price per and you can literally buy 13 or 12 or 27 or whatever quantity you want. So that's kind of cool, whether it's just two beds or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if the quantity isn't enough on my website, just send me a message and I'll go pour more. So kind of clear coat. Um, I do like I've started doing more um, like a 2K automotive clear. Um, but I use uh, a UV clear coat for a lot of stuff still, which is more like an epoxy. What's up, Drew? If we get to 40, I feel like I would pull the trigger and draw at 40. Three more people. You got this. Oh, there we go. Drew got in. Got here. The... Lauren, I think, you know what, Lauren? I think <laughs> rather than try to meet up, you should just send me your address. Because <laughs> it only costs like $3 to ship it <laughs> from last week. Technology is hard, Tim. All right. Come on. One more. AJ, you might have to enter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's free stuff. It's free stuff. It's free baits. You can give it to kids. All right. Mary Sue got in. We're good. 
All right. Nathan says Berkeley has already sent your photo to China and the molds are in process. It should have it's a round head. Like... For a shaky head. <laughs> All right. Time is now. All the names. Who's it gonna be? South Jersey, Matthew Avisado. Congratulations. That's good because Matthew literally doesn't have any tackle, so this will be good for him. <laughs> Congrats, South Jersey Fisherman. You know how to get a hold of me. Slide into my DMs, and we'll get you this box ASAP. Congratulations. Oh. So you got any more tournaments coming up this year? Are you all tournamented out, or just Lakers and walleyes and multi-species action, or what's what's going on? All the multi-species stuff's done. Um, I mean, I haven't fished since regionals, which ended on the first. So, and I mean, we have a couple club tournaments. Uh, the end of August, we'll be going to Big Stone again. So, if you know anything about that, you can let me know later. I've never been there. I've, I've been there in May and June. That's it. I actually have a tournament there late September, <clears throat> which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I'm excited to go back there. Um, you, what? When is it? Is it early? I feel like there's a tournament on August. Like there's a big yeah. team tournament out there in early August. It's the end of August. I think it's is like it? the last weekend. Yours is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ours is. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I don't. Not much. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty fished out there after going to Canada and literally turning around and coming back and fishing regionals. What you mean is you have no money to go fishing and you need to make some yeah. baits and sell yeah, them. Exactly. It's not that you're tired of fishing; it's that you can't afford to put gas in your truck anymore <laughs> and you need to sell some baits. <clears throat> Cutting into his Omnia budget, he's like, I can't even afford to order more tackle anymore. Yeah, that's why Omnia keeps running these sales, trying to get me to come back <laughs> buy stuff. When you see a specific sale for clear rock crawlers, then you'll know. It's like AJ's rock clear <laughs> rock crawler sale. And you'd be like, come on. But that's actually that. I mean, if, if if they had clear rock crawlers on sale, that actually would, right, you would just paint more and sell more then. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So somebody needs to like order a couple crankbaits and a couple stupid tube heads off AJ's website so that he can afford to meet me at uh, Okoboji. Okoboji. Yeah. And those stupid tube heads are, I have them for 50 cents a piece. So maybe you'll order a bunch and I'll have to figure out shipping, but try to. I might be taking a file to the end of them. Let's get the weight down, but yeah, save a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> order only order fifteen ounces of Mickey heads at a time, <laughs> so you can ship it first class. Yeah, and I do have fifty dollars free shipping, or anything over fifty dollars free shipping. Seems fair. So. All right. Well, rest up. Good luck with the barn, John. What do you have coming up? 
Uh, so I got a little bit of a break, and then mid, so tournament. Unless I get in, like I know I've got like, I don't. I might look for like an ABA or a small team tournament here, but like it's like mid March or mid August. We have our state qualifier on the Hamadou chain coming up, so that's a two or three day qualifier now. So it's two days, and if you make the cut, the top twenty five fish the third day. So I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be a good event. A lot of fish will be caught. Um, and uh, so there's that. And then, I don't think I have anything else in August. And then September, I've got the TBF, the final event of the TBF team trail on Waconia. I've got the Minnesota Bass Heads tournament on Big Stone. And then the TBF semis back on Vermilion. So September will be fairly busy. So I've got couple decent sized tournaments coming up and we'll see. And then typically in October, I like to get in some of the like fall brawls and like, there's a lot of like little like pickup tournaments in the fall here when things get good. And, you know, it typically takes 20 some pounds to win the tournaments because the fish bite really well in the fall. So um, that, that's about it at this point. Camus running nice. Yeah, it's been, I really enjoy fishing out of the Camus so far. Um, kind of got it kind of, filled up and tackle organized and that kind of stuff. And I've got it mostly rigged, but I you know, still want to add some front facing and, and some shallow water anchors, but waiting on a, a hub kit for my four bladed props. I can try that out. So is everything really backed up for rigging wise, like poles and stuff? I don't, yeah. I mean, they're, you can find them. They're a little bit spotty. Um, and, uh, but they're out there. They're not impossible to get. It's not like a 360 or something like that. That's really hard to get. Um, so it's just a matter of making a decision and pulling the, the trigger on it. Um, it probably will be snowing in my house in October, but uh, <laughs> the fish like that. I have cranked a little bit more with the Caden. Pretty solid. Um, haven't got on a really great bite or caught any really good fish on it, but yeah, that 735 is a pretty good crankbait rod. And then, uh, actually, my team partner Michael just got the 610 CB kind of the small crankbait jerkbait rod. So I'm excited to borrow that when he's in the boat to see how that goes. I feel like that would be a really good, like 110 junior rod. Um, uh, Conrad, when you get it up on top end and really trim it out, it will kind of walk a little bit. So it, it's similar to what you've seen if you've driven like Tritons and things like that. I would say on the top end, it kind of, it does do some similar things. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time like tweaking props and really dialing in the jack plate. Cause I figure once I put shallow water anchors on it, it'll change anyways. So I don't really want to spend a lot of time like dialing it in until we get the anchors on it. So. Uh, Matthew, I have not, like I've been busy this week with work and had head down editing the tournament video. So I haven't really snooped around and looked at a lot of the ICAST stuff, but that'll probably be this weekend. Once I finish day two of my tournament video, I'll probably uh, start digging in and we'll probably have like an ICAST stream next week, kind of ICAST and review, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know how anybody can fit 70 pounds in a small flat rate box, Jim. Um, <laughs> box is like a check box, like what your checks come in from the bank. Like it's it's like a third of the size of this. I, I mean, even if you put lead, literally a lead, if you filled the small flat rate box with lead, I don't know that it would weigh 70 pounds. 
No, no. What, absolutely not. Like no. Uh-uh. Yeah, look at like what a seventy pound like plate on like uh like for lifting weights, right? Like yeah. What would you have to put in there? Like even tung- I don't even filled it with tungsten. I think it, it wouldn't even come close to no. you know like I don't know what material would be dense enough to fill a small flat rate box or envelope and hit seventy pounds. I put. 120 finesse jigs in one and it was like seven pounds and it was full full and it felt like you were like literally like nope. i mean like 10 pounds in a small flat rate would be insanely dense and that was no skirts either that was just a head and weed guard or hook and weed guard yeah um yeah, that'll probably be next week. Uh, the reason I don't fish the Tuesday Nighters against Soby is because you have to sign up for the entire year way ahead of time. And with my kids' schedule, work, travel, things like that, I just, when they want you to sign up in March, I have no idea whether I can actually fish all the Tuesday Nighters. Because it literally would be either I'd be able to fish them all, or my kids' sports would be that that I would literally fish zero of them. So that's why. Yeah, I, even gold. I don't think you. Could, I literally don't think you could put seventy pounds in a small fire. And the reason they say seventy pounds because that's like the, I think the OSHA limit for a small parcel. And anything over seventy pounds is no longer considered a small parcel. But um, you could definitely get seventy pounds in a medium or a large flat rate box. Maybe even a medium would be tough, but a large you could do. Yeah, my dad would get bullets shipped in, and he'd have it calculated out on whatever it'd be to be under, so he didn't have to pay the. Surcharge. Oh, yeah, the surcharge for it. Osmium. Even twice as dense as lead, I don't think you'd even get close in a small flat rate. What's up, Oscar Outdoors? Thanks for joining. I got to send in a request for Omnia to pick up, uh, uh, start carrying a zoom color. And I'm pretty sure you throw it too, the speed craw. The green pumpkin blue flash. Yeah, I've got some of those, I think. They kind of got like a pearl blue underbelly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my favorite color. That's my favorite color trick worm, too. <laughs> is is, is uh, osmium something you can pour like <laughs> lead, or is it like tungsten where it's like a melt point of like three trillion degrees? Oh, and I'm, so not really off topic, but did. Did you see that uh, Strike King came out with a tungsten thunder cricket? I did. I heard that on Gramps' stream, and I was like, "Why? I don't know." Like, <clears throat> I guess it potentially could give a different frequency or noise if the blade's hitting the head. But as far as like fishing it deeper or getting it through, I mean, the blade is always. I mean, like as far as like coming through grass or stuff like that, like the blade is always going to be the thing that's going to catch, not the head. <clears throat> yeah, and. uh like, can you fish it deeper? I doubt that it's going to substantially make much difference with the drag of the trailer, the skirt, and the head as far as like slow rolling it. Well, I was and thinking I about. I don't for... care if I can feel anything on a bladed jig. So, it seems I was thinking about more for... it just sounds like it'd be way more expensive when I lose one to a pike. <laughs> the only thing that intrigued me about that was if you made it in the big, big size, like your ounce. Sure. Yeah. Size. But then, what is that going to cost? Like, are they going to be flat rate? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, like, what is what's an ounce, an ounce and a half tungsten thunder cricket going to run me? 
$28? I don't know. <laughs> Just so a fight can bite it off. There you go. Osmium melts at a mere 5,400. It's the future, AJ. You could you could be cutting edge here. Yeah. I cast 2023 Horseshoe Custom Tackle Osmium Jigs. Heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a. I don't know if we discussed this already about how I'm broke from fishing. Also, or you're not ready to make an investment or... in osmium and tooling yeah. for that. Yeah, I don't really, really have that. Joe, he's a he's from Omaha. He's a Husker. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen a few things. Like I've seen the Clack and Fritz sides and uh, the new Rapla crankbait, but I haven't really dug into look at anything in in like great detail. So, all right, we got customers lining up. See, we can. What if we did a Kickstarter and there was pre-orders for the Osmium jigs? Would you? How many pre-orders do you need on Kickstarter to get uh, into Osmium jigs, AJ? I don't know. I'd have to look into it. <laughs> all right, this fall we're gonna have AJ back on right before Christmas, right between Black Friday and Christmas, and he's gonna share his business plan, and we're gonna launch the Kickstarter for Osmium and uh, let you know at uh, eighteen ninety-nine per jig how many pre-orders he's gonna need. Uh, to launch them yeah we'll have them all sold and out the door in january too there you go yeah the uh what is it i think the 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 new zaldane swimbait actually came out as a was it a bass mafia bass mafia yeah, yeah. they bass mafia rebranded everything they went to the i saw their boxes are all now like the plano boxes with just the one latch which is I mean, that was the worst part, I think, about their the previous boxes. What's up, Jason? Uh, Nathan says he fished the tungsten jackhammer right next to the original, and the fish did not show a preference. So I think the JDM jackhammer is actually tungsten, or they have a tungsten version tungsten of JDM. Version. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we don't, if we wait too long, block it will beat you to it. <clears throat> so no, that's that's too new school for him. That's true. Uh, it's a mix. Like the uh, the Bass Tech tungsten grass jigs, football jigs, flipping jigs, those are all like 97% tungsten. But then like the Bass Tech tungsten shaky heads are a resin blend um, of tungsten. Ooh. Hmm. That's... Uh... Might have to we have to, might have to co-brand this with Mega Bass. Maybe you could do a collaboration yeah. with Mega Bass on these. So even like a tenth ounce jig would be twenty dollars just in head material, <laughs> not counting hooks, labors, paint, tooling, labor, markup, wholesale. So you could sell net heads for like forty, fifty bucks a pop. <laughs> Take those up to Vermilion, the most snaggy yeah. lake ever created. I haven't even looked at the the Mafia swim bait, honestly, yet. Yeah, I feel like usually I'm all geeked up for iCast, and I haven't looked at it hardly anything. Uh, I played football in high school, and I was told the only thing I could block was the wind. 
Well, that's good because Nebraska has plenty of it, right? Yep, they do. No shortage of that. Because Iowa sucks, right? Is that is that the yep. joke? Okay. Colorado blows. Here we go. I like where we're going here. Now we're thinking NFT jigs. <laughs> hey, and then you can say people copied you. Just right. Keep you can airbrush NFT. Can you airbrush an NFT, or does it have to be digital? Oh, here we go. See, I like the green line thinking we got tonight. There's some big <laughs> ideas happening on the stream tonight. I might have to make this a private stream. There's so much like intellectual property being shared tonight that we're probably going to have to privatize this, and only the people that saw it will know all the great ideas. Nope. Nope. Two. Too too expensive. Too. It doesn't look like a grasshopper, so it can't win. Yeah. Like, it's too practical. It, it'll probably actually catch fish, Joe. So that automatically yeah, that qualifies it as a winner for best in show. I was actually watching. Uh... A buddy that owns Wall Nation Creations, they're doing a live video today and they were going through the new product showcase and they found their product is right next to the slobber knocker. Like, oh, uh, well, no one's ever going to see your bait. Or is everybody going to see it because it's right next to the, like, they're going to go look for the slobber knocker That's and then true. this will be next to it. That could be good, actually. But it is a walleye bait, so. Oh, yeah. Not that they've put in the marketing to get their or get to the best new product anyways they actually got there's a, arsenal's got some new ned baits that actually look pretty decent i got my hands on them we'll probably uh they're up in my boat otherwise i would literally show them let's see here i thought they actually looked pretty cool i haven't tried them yet so Come on. I thought, why are they not here? Thought I saw. Okay. They don't have them on there yet. Or they don't have them correctly categorized. It's hard to sell things when you don't know where they are. All right. Great stuff. Sorry I mentioned it. Just erase that from your memory. <laughs> All right. So next week I promise to show them off. And maybe they'll actually have on the website by next week. So that's that's a good story. All right. Well, I feel like things are wrapping up tonight. <clears throat> So last call for questions. If anybody's got any questions for AJ about bait making or general fishing questions, we can answer those. Uh, if you came in late, we got some good nuggets, some good talk on bait making, how to get started, things like that. You can uh, let, watch the replay on Facebook or YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast. Shout out to the people who listen to MP3. That's a growing audience. They're getting like 
over 500 people per week listening to the episodes on MP3. So that's all another great option. You guys can download Search Hella Bass in your favorite podcast app. What is your favorite way to watch the replays, AJ? I try to watch them live. Uh, it's it's tough for me to listen. I've tried. I've watched some of your replays, and it's hard because I want to. I want to interact. So like, yeah. try to go to the live chat, and it's not there. I think well, that, it is that, there, my... but you can't. Like, <laughs> it's it's scrolling there, yeah. but you can't yeah. actually like. You're like, oh, wait, nobody's ever going to see this. <laughs> I mean, that's that's definitely my favorite part about the live streams. I try not to miss any of them if I can. Yeah. That's the one thing I, I feel like we try to do here is keep it more interactive than most streams. I think it makes it part of the community. And obviously AJ is a big contributor as well as many other of you guys. So that, I guess that is kind of the angle we have that make it more fun and interesting for sure. Um, I don't, the Bantam Arma joint sounds fancy. I haven't seen it. I'll have to check it out. What's up Trey? I think the live target big-legged frog's going to win. I don't know what it's actually called. But... Yeah, the, the the new live target frog that looks not much different than all the other live target frogs, but it'll Except probably... Except for it has a single hook and it's exposed. Which doesn't make any sense. Great and I love stop and heavy cover and exposed. Yeah, single. I love live target frogs, too. Yeah, have you messed with any custom hard baits ever? No, I'm yes. You got that new. Worth. You got that new cover glide gill coming soon. Are you working on? <laughs> uh, no, it. I, I've I've tried, and it's not for me. Like, I've I've made balsa baits. I made a really good one. Then the problem is I couldn't make a second one. You know. You don't got it's the just, knack, the big Marty, no. to just kind of just. Nope, I'll sit there and look at it, and it's uneven. And I think I make it even, then you end up taking them off, you know, more off of one side than the other. I spent I spent a whole winter trying to get into balsa. And... Hmm. Interesting. So you scratched that itch, found out it wasn't for you, and moved on. Yep. He loves to catch them on a shaky head, Michael. I think that's his favorite way. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite way, but I would say it's what I'm best at. Uh... I, it's hard to beat a frog. I mean, and, you're really, going, and you were complaining about going to lacrosse. Uh, yeah, but you were the only one catching them on a frog in lacrosse. Pretty sure he's got a fish slower. <clears throat> uh, that's actually like I, I guess I'm just not used to like fishing big, expansive areas with a frog. Sure, like I, I love target casting for with a frog. He actually doesn't even like bass. He's more of a walleye and lake trout <laughs> kind of guy. He's always had a thing for the linders. And... If there were lake uh, trout, like if lake trout were readily available around here, I don't know if I'd fish for bass. So Jason says, uh, "Is there a good place to get custom jig molds made?" I don't. I don't even know. Like, do you have you ever looked into that? Like, or do you like buy one and modify your own, or what's? I guess it depends on how custom you need, right? Like. Yeah, like how custom you need. I mean, there's places out there that'll do it, but I haven't looked far enough into it to, uh, for it to matter. I mean, there are there are many there are plenty of places if you get on like the Facebook groups. I, I think it's like lead pouring jig. It's some lead pouring techniques or something like that with jigs. Uh, there's a lot of people that talk about it in there, and there's 
you know, people will help you out. But mm-hmm. for me, I, I modify, do it molds for what I need and not much modification. Usually it's with a little drum rubber mallet. Oh, just the, yeah. Put the hook you want in there and then smack it till it fits. And then, yep. Yeah. So I guess it depends on what your modifications are, Jason. If you just want to tweak an existing mold, you can kind of probably get by that way. If you need something like truly, truly custom, then yeah, maybe check out one of those Facebook groups. Plumber's body works too fill in things that you don't want there. We're doing good, Benedetto. Thanks for stopping in. Awesome. So, all right, dude. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'll have to look at my schedule and see if we can make that Okaboji thing happen because that sounds pretty sweet. And we make, I mean, everybody would want to see AJ in the back of the Camus in a video, right? Throwing shaky heads. Yeah. You wouldn't want to see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to wrap it up too. So thanks for coming in mainstream as always, everybody, how to help you guys catch more big bass suck less. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>